Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about how you can work with athletes even if you don't know a ton about their specific sport. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Massachusetts. Lenny McCrina, Dan Pope, Mike Scaduto here, answering all your physical therapy, fitness, sports, performance, etc. questions. Uh, Dave Tilly, uh, you know, on vacation? Is he officially on vacation? He's a staycation. He's a staycation. Dave Tilly not joining us, uh, you know, for this batch of podcasts. So miss you, Dave. We, we miss him already. Let's see if he picks up on this. But uh, but more importantly, I think we're, you know, Dave's more replaced by our exceptional new student, right? Like, Len, who's our student today? We have a new student today. His name is Trey Martin. <laughs> Wait, we already did the new student. This is the second This episode. is uh, Trey has been with us for a long you time. You guys remember Trey from last we week. We had a great week together, Trey, and uh, I learned a lot about Trey. Did you know about Trey from East Tennessee State University? Trey played Division One baseball. He was an All-American first baseman for Tennessee, and he hit for the cycle in his senior year. I just made that up, so I uh, don't know anything about it. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm surprised by that. I was shocked by that. Yeah. Yeah. Either, I just so. made that up. I don't know. I just met Trey, so we love you, Trey. On there. I, I love you too. Yeah. Yeah. Trey, Trey, what do we have for a great question today? So our great question is, Dear Champion PT Crew, a lot of PT students have aspirations of working with athletes. What advice do you have for new grads working with athletes who play sports a PT knows very little about? If you've ever been in this situation, how do you ensure confidence in the patient and buy-in? That's a really good question. I, I agree. Yeah, a lot of people get into physical therapy because they want to get into sports, athletics, um, outpatient, ortho, those types of things. I, I agree with that. Uh, sports in general, though, you know, I think is you know there's a certain percentage of physical therapists that that's why they probably went to school um, for PT. I know I was part of that, right? Um, now I had a sport that I really liked, so I kind of tried to like get good at one particular sport, and I know a lot of people do that. But that's a great question. What's his name? What's the name? just says champion PT career, no name. Oh, yeah. I, I screwed up. We didn't put the name on it. I apologize if that was you. You can tweet at us and make fun of us. I apologize. Um, I, you know, like, what do you do? Because I feel like a lot of students have asked this lately. I don't know if you've picked up on this. But what do you do when they're like, hey, I don't, I don't understand football or I don't understand soccer. 
and I'm going to this clinic and a lot of patients there are football players because you know they're you know they're in with this coach or they're in with this school or something like that like how do I work with that athlete and I and I, I actually think it's, it was a really great question um, yeah. we're lucky because we're you know all of us work with sports and I think we work with a variety of sports but I mean I've worked with a ton of NFL players and I don't, I mean, I didn't, I don't know football, I've heard a ton like NBA, like, I don't, I don't, I don't Definitely know. weren't, but you might have been a point guard. <laughs> I definitely, I'm definitely, I remember clearly in sixth grade figuring out that <laughs> basketball wasn't my thing, right? I remember that, like, uh, you know, but, um, but, you know, there's, there's ways to do it. So who yeah. wants to start this off? You want to start, Len? Like, I'll start off, because, I mean, we do a lot of baseball here, obviously, and that's the sport I grew up playing. Um, but we treat a lot of lacrosse, and I've never played lacrosse, a lot of swimming, uh, a lot of rowing, um, a lot of soccer, football, so uh, uh, swimming, you know what I mean? So a lot of sports that are, there's a, there's, a, there's a very big commonality, especially if you're dealing with like a quarterback for football or high-level sports, CrossFit, um, they all, have, if they're good at their sport, they're typically hypermobile. So you, you, you kind of put them all under that, uh, that envelope of, of treatments, right? And that's your thought process is they need to be really strong for their sport. And then you got to figure out, you know, whether or not I have to tweet somebody or talk to these guys about a sport or do some research on, on the web, whether it's PubMed or not, and figure out the different mechanics of the sport and maybe some studies that show outcomes for that sport or the mechanics of that sport and really show that person that you care about their situation and you're going to do that extra research um, to help them and to better understand what they're trying to get back to. I don't know anything about crew. You know, we treat, I've treated a lot of crew people here that, well, that swimming, row. Right? I've done swimming too. And uh, what other sports do you want to list? Um, <laughs> but honestly, those sports, I've never done that. You know what I mean? So, but I think the people that I treat buy in that I understand their shoulder injury. I understand the nature of how the injury probably happened. And then I get to get them back to their sport and I will do my best to figure out what that means. You know what I mean? You're, you're coaching that person along the whole time. You are letting them know that you're doing research and you're trying to edu self-educate yourself and you're getting in their head. You want to empower the client to give you that information as well because they want to share what they're going to be going through and they want to share the different aspects of the sport and you want to hear it from them too because then now they are directly involved in their care. So, that's yeah. good, that's good that's right? Good. Mike, you're bad at both sports. What, like, how, how do you? Extremely uh, average at all sports, actually. Um, I think if, if you're if you're sitting down with a patient for the first time and it's a sport that you're totally unfamiliar with, you really have to give a really good, and thorough, subjective like, interview, basically. So there's ways to ask questions that makes you not necessarily, or it doesn't make it seem like you don't know what you're talking about, um, but you can get key pieces of information from that person about their sport. Right? They probably know their sport a lot better than you do. Um, so you can ask them like what the training looks like, how many days a week, how many hours, what type of things you have to do, um, what are you doing for strength training, you know, how much strength training are you doing as uh, like training for your sport, all that stuff you can you can kind of figure out and get a picture of that athlete's profile um, without knowing like the exact biomechanics of the sport, and then you can kind of pick up on you know what what do they need to be able to do for their sport? Um, is it a field-based sport? They need to be able to run, cut, jump. Um, is it golf where they need to be a rotational athlete? Um, and you can kind of put people into certain categories almost a little bit and, and come up with a needs list for them. And then taking their injury into account, you can kind of um, kind of apply that to that person. Yeah, it sounds like there's, I mean, 
I, you know, the biggest thing to think about when you take a huge step back is that athletes are athletes, and that's probably the first thing to consider. They all have the same probably goals, desires, fears, right? Letting down their team, being injured, like all these things like that. There are a lot of commonalities between athletes in general. So just being able to talk or be able to like connect with an athlete, like not wearing a white lab coat and have a stethoscope around your neck, right? Like to be like, like able to talk and, and understand the needs of an athlete, right? Not be the physical therapist that is trying to prevent them from playing for fear of getting injured or re-injured, but actually helping them get back on the field, stuff like that. Like there's a ton of commonalities. So I think that's, that's the biggest thing. I, I mean, I think, you know, Mike, you said it really well right there, but like, you know, there's a lot of commonalities between different buckets of sports, right? There are field-based sports, there's court-based sports, there's rotational-based sports, right? But the difference, swimming. yeah, there's swimming, Lenny, Lenny treats swimmers. There's, um, you know, I mean, if you, if you think about it, there's a ton of commonality between baseball pitchers, tennis players, volleyball servers, quarterbacks, right? Those are all rotational sport athletes that, you know, use one of their extremities. So even if you don't know each one of those, you should be able to kind of jive a little bit with that. Field-based sports, okay, you don't understand soccer, rugby, football, those types of things, but look, you understand field-based sports enough, you know that's very similar. There's running, there's cutting, there's jumping, there's agility, there's change of, change of direction type things, deceleration, right? You'll be able to put all those things together. So I, I think you just gotta take a step back and don't get intimidated by the fact that you don't understand football, for example, right? And just understand that, that you do get athletes and you do get the different types of athletes, and I think you can do a good job but take each person as an opportunity now to then go home and you get a golfer for the first time but you've been working with hockey players and baseball batters for a while right so a lot of that's going to carry over but go home and start studying up on golf and what are the subtle differences in the biomechanics of golf compared to like a hockey swing or a tennis serve or a you know baseball swing those types of things like put that together to slowly grow but but i guess my my point or, or what I wanted to get at was is there's probably more commonality than you think right so Dan did I miss anything uh, no I think you did a pretty good job um, to piggyback off the whole like go home and learn from stuff you can pretty easily do some research beforehand definitely done that I had someone from um, Boston Ballet come in recently I don't know anything about ballet I don't know what a plie was um, but I went home and just did a little bit of research maybe 30 minutes to an hour I learned all about the different injuries, first and foremost, that you see, which is all the stuff we already knew about. It's right. just very specific to their sport because of the demands. Then learned a lot about the different positions and uh, what tends to happen when people break down and some, some basic ideas, some rehab parameters, and some ideas what to be on the lookout for. And when I drop a word, they're like, ooh, okay, I didn't know what you're talking yeah. about. I'm like, just not drop really. a plie. Can you show us a plie? Like, what, what do you mean by, I don't understand what a plie is. I think is. I'm probably getting this wrong. I think it's like this guy yeah, coming yeah. down. Yeah. I don't know the heels stay down <laughs> or can't be it. kind of pops up. <laughs> it's like a real plie. I'm not very good at ballet, guys. I'm sorry. I'm It's killed. Um, the second point I was going to make is I think communication is really important. Yeah. And part Good of this point. is like, yeah, if you have someone who comes in and you don't understand their sport whatsoever, if you're sitting there just trying to drop a whole bunch of words that you think makes sense to that person, the person's going to see right through you. And it's important, I think, to just be honest that you may not know this sport very well, but also have a plan to say, look, I don't understand swimming as well as Lenny does because he works with so many swimming athletes, uh, but I'm definitely going to talk to your coach. I'm going to do some research online afterwards. This is the plan based on what I know and my experience. I want to make sure that we have, let's say your coach looking on you and make sure your technique is good. Uh, let's make sure we communicate because I know we need to unload the shoulder because you have this, you know, labral tear, whatever it is. 
Uh, and then you have other people in your team that maybe make up for those knowledge gaps that you don't have. So Yeah, it's yeah. great. And, then, and, and you know what you just defined? That's sports medicine, right? Notice it's not, I'm not saying sports physical therapy, that's sports medicine, meaning we've got to work together. You've got to work with the coaches. You've got to work with the strength coaches and the athletic trainers and, and the, the sport coaches to all understand these different things. So you can talk to like the athletic trainer for that team and say, all right, what is, you know, what does Johnny need to get back to for his sport? Okay, I will, let me get him the first half of that and then you take him from there and, and they can get him back onto the field from there, those types of things. It, it's about collaborating as a team, so. Uh, I, th I think one thing, just to maybe end it, it sounds like, but I think one thing to um, kind of understand is that the sports, yeah, they're very different, but you know, back in the 90s or 2000s, we were trying to be functional in our rehab and everything had to look like the sport. Like, you treat a golfer, you had to do like golf specific type strengthening exercises and all that. But, like, yeah, exactly. Tommy Boy type <laughs> exercises. Um, but I think if you get your base of general strength and then you get a little bit more power and strength and endurance and then you the very end is when you get a little bit more specific in that sport meaning football whatever so i think if you get that base of they're probably not doing any rotator cuff exercises most likely if they swim they just focus on swimming right or education on the volume of stuff that they're doing. It's usually an overuse injury, right? Um, depending on the sport, but it's acute versus a, tr uh, a kind of a chronic injury. So I think if you educate on maybe decreasing their volume and, and, and giving them some basic stuff, you immediately get buy-in and then you start chatting away with them about their sport specifically in a few more visits. I think you win them from the yeah. get-go and then... And you're, you're learning. And you're learning as yeah. you go. You're chatting you're up. Learning. You're doing exercise with them, but you got to get that base in everybody and they're probably not doing that anyway so yeah and it's a win-win and not i mean I, i'm not to keep going but like when you when you do finally get a sport either you're working with a ton of those people or you're starting to learn it more you, your buy-in from the people does get better you're right yeah. you said that right for me to say like oh your shoulder hurts when you're trying to get down and away to a righty or with your you know what i mean like like they all I, you got to know that and you're not going to know that unless you hang out with that sport Right, so I know a lot about baseball because, like, I I would be in a bullpen with guys working on baseball, not working on rehab, right, and learning what they're thinking, what the coach is saying to them, those sorts of things. So if you want to get really good at a sport, spend some time with that sport and volunteer and be like an assistant to them and help them, and I think that'll help. But yeah. but don't but don't get. I, I think you're just intimidated. Yeah, don't started, freak out. Just right, keep it simple at the beginning anyway, and you'll. It'll catch on. Yeah, absolutely. So, awesome. Another great question. We appreciate it. Head to MikeRinald.com. Click on that podcast link, and you can keep asking us questions. And, uh, yeah, see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.